from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome back, ladies and jelly spoons, to The Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews at the D.C. Matthews. It is a pleasure to be with you. It is an auspicious day. It is September 11th as I sit uh, and record this podcast. I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about what day it is, uh, both because it is a painful subject for so many, uh, and also because by the time you listen to it, it'll be the 14th, and so it really kind of won't matter. Um, I'm not one to be... uh, on social media talking about my experience and making how can we make (laughs) this auspicious day, how can we make this national and, in fact, worldwide tragedy all about me. Uh, But uh, I will share my story. I'm sure I have uh, at some point um, in the past shared my story of September 11th, 2001. Uh, But in case I have not, uh, I will do it now. Uh, I was in my second or third week of my freshman year of college, and I was on my way. It was a Tuesday, pretty sure, and I was on my way to a history class. And on the way, um, I pass this girl who I know it was not my wife. I know, you know, I've told stories about girls I knew in college, and they all end up being my wife, Uh, but this one was not. Uh, But I'm passing this girl. She's going one way. We have a lake that I'm going around from my dorm to go around the lake to get to the building where class is. She's coming around the lake, and I recognize her um, from the class. And so I'm already a little curious as to how she's going back the way she came, because I also know that she lives in the same um, dorm that I do. And she tells me the class has been canceled. Uh, She got there, and there was a sign that said class was canceled. So I turn on my heel. We don't walk together that I remember. Um, Her name was Jen. She became, over time, to be one of my closest friends. Um, We were friends all through college. She came to my wedding. I went to her wedding. It was lovely. Um, Doc Manson, not a fan, if I remember correctly. But that, again is neither here nor there. Um, So I go back to my dorm. I don't remember walking with Jen. I think I kind of, maybe I kept going for a little bit because I was awkward and it was easier than turning around. Um, But I'm walking in and I cross the street and outside of the dorm is this guy I know. He's a couple years older than I am. Um, And he's outside smoking a cigarette. And I go over and, you know, we're both in the marching band. Um, and so I go over and say hi and he, you know, is smoking and he seems to be very, his mind is very far away and he says something to the effect of, uh, you want to go inside and turn the television on. And I was like, all right. And he's like a plane flew into a building in New York, which of course is shocking just on its own. And I go, okay. He's like, yeah, it's bad. And so I am 18 years old. 
uh, I have grown up in small town New England. Um, my world has not really left small town New England, and I moved 30 minutes down the road um, to a relatively small town New England college. So I have an, an incredibly sheltered youth. So I'm like, okay, it's bad. A plane flew into a building. In no point in my mind am I thinking of anything other than, oh, okay, that's weird. So I go inside, go upstairs to my room. I turn on the little white box television that my dad had bought for me to take to college. It was probably 12 or 13 inches, you know, little tiny thing. I'm old. Um, and for the next 12 to 14 hours, that TV was on. And my room, which was at the end of a hallway, um, was kind of not even Grand Central, but people kept coming in and out. And I think this was, I don't think this is me feeling that it was special. I am guessing almost every dorm room in every college across the country, if not the world, had similar experiences. Doors open, TV on. I had met some people. I knew some of the people on my floor. We had not become friends yet. We would. Um, but we were not close friends by any stretch of the imagination. But I remember, you know, somebody sitting uh, I almost said crisscrossed applesauce because I'm a teacher, um, but sitting on the floor, staring at the TV, jaw dropped, and he gets up and he's like, I have family there. And he like runs off to go try to call and see if he can get a hold of family. Um, and it was crazy. And I didn't know anybody. I had only been to New York a small handful of times at that point in my life. I didn't know anybody who worked there. I didn't know anybody who lived there. So it seemed like I was watching uh, a movie because I didn't feel any sort of, you know, yes, it was a tragedy. Yes, it was terrible. Yes, the pictures and the reports and seeing my friends in pain. But personally, it was not affecting me personally. I call my house. My mom picks up. She's home. She had, was supposed to be working, was not. Uh, both my parents are home, and they're like, do you want us to come get you? And I was like, no. You know, this, you know, but they wanted to make sure, that, like, if I needed anything. It felt very surreal. Uh, we went to some candlelight vigils. It felt very surreal. I had Osama bin Laden's, you know, a cover of a Time magazine on a dartboard for a while. Even, the whole thing was very surreal, and I, and I attribute that to the fact that I was a sheltered kid who did not have the mental capacity to understand how bad it was. Like it didn't process to me how bad it was because I, I, I had no frame of reference. Um, but it was still a crazy time. Um, and that morning will forever be burned in, into my memory. Um, being even four or five steps removed. It was a crazy time. You know, they say that this entire generation of youngsters had their innocence shattered due to 9-11. I don't know if I'm willing to go that far. Oops. Accidentally pressed the PlayStation button to eject the game, even though there's no game in there. Um, yeah. I don't know if my innocence was shattered, but that was one of the first times that I realized that I was a very small fish. You know, growing up in the town I grew up in, I was a big fish in a small pond. 
I, th- this was one of those moments where I realized I am a very small fish in a very big pond. And, you know, what, what I thought I knew about the world was a pin drop in the ocean of what actually was going on. Um, so, I sat down with no intention of telling you any of that. Um, thank you for, for sticking with it for eight and a half minutes. That, that was not my plan. We had a tag team tournament to do, and I'm going to do it. We're going to get into it. Um, because otherwise, as people were fond of saying in the early 2000s, the terrorists win. Um, you know, it is a somber day. Um, but at the same time, we must keep going. We must keep moving forward. And the best way to do that that I know how is to participate in a tag team tournament that has absolutely little to do. Uh, it, has, it has less than 0% significance um, to anyone but me and a small number of you. So I'm ready. I hope you're ready. Uh, let's begin. We have eight pages left of consolation round, second round. Um, we've got some matchups to do. We're going to do some battle royals. We've got a couple hot tags from Glenn. Uh, I'm not going to say these are going to be the final hot tags, but I have noticed that Glenn is the only one sending me hot tags. And that is not a, a, um, an insult or a backhanded comment um, to anyone else. To my buddies Brandon and Jeremy, um, I'm just mentioning that Glenn's the only one chiming in. Maybe when we get to the third round, um, that will happen. I suppose uh, I've been rewriting some of the tournament brackets so that the third round will go smoothly. Uh, maybe there will be some people who are chiming in at that point. Come in. Oh, we had to take a quick pause because I got a special delivery, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Much like Doc Manson, almost every time we record DDT Wrestling, I just got a food delivery from the most beautiful woman in the world. My wife dropped off. We just got our, uh, must be our Whole Foods delivery, because that's how we roll. Uh, We had a regular Mega Mart delivery probably about an hour and a half ago, and that was our Whole Foods delivery. And I have a delicious uh, chocolate hummus with pretzel dip little snack pack that she dropped off for me so you're gonna listen to me crunch on a pretzel for a while um the chocolate hummus is really good it's just like eating brownie batter i highly recommend it if you haven't had it what the hell was i talking about hot tags um i imagine that when we get to the bigger matches and the more important tag teams um jeremy and brandon and such Uh, might chime in. We have a couple from Glenn. We will hear from Glenn. In fact, we're going to hear from Glenn in not this first match, but the second match. And I'll be enjoying these pretzels and hummus while it happens. Um, So, uh, 11 minutes in, I suppose we should start the show. This is what happens when it's not summer. And, you know, this is a Saturday. Um, I worked all week. I'm a little frazzled. I'm a little fried. I'm a little tired. Uh, but I got my hummus now, my water. You got to have your water. So, the first matchup on the back side of page 25. Uh, the Brothers Blue, Jacob and Eli. The Brothers Blue taking on Ten Cozy, uh, Tenzan, and uh, Satoshi Kojima, 
who just competed at All Out against uh, John Moxley. Um, hypothetically, if one were to be doing a different tournament, talking about uh, different wrestlers, let's imagine someone was recording another tournament without telling anybody it was happening. Hypothetically, that person may have looked up uh, Tenzan and realized what a ridiculous career he has, the number of accolades, the fact that he was the face of New Japan for a while. Uh, hypothetically, that could have happened for a tournament that you don't know anything about. Or do you? Or do you? Uh, but either way, even if I hypothetically hadn't done that, crunch, 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 uh, I'd still vote for Ten Cozy because the Brothers Blue are uh, the Harris Brothers, and I don't like the Harris Brothers. I've been thinking about it. Part of the reason I might not like the Harris Brothers is because they, I believe, may have been what broke kayfabe for me. It is possible. I don't know this for sure, but it is possible that the Brothers Blue were the first uh, team that I realized were not who they said they were. They had wrestled before that, you know. Up until that point, Bret Hart was Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan was Hulk Hogan, Tatanka was Tatanka. Oddly enough, I was a kid, shut up. Um, but that may have been the first time that I, that I had that kind of fourth wall shattered, which may be why I don't like the Harris brothers, or it's because they stink. One or the other. Uh, so Ten Cozy wins. Uh, Jacob and Eli Blue are in the Battle Royal. We'll do four pages, which will give us 30 people. We'll redact. We'll randomize. We'll have a Battle Royal to see which tag team wins. Our next matchup, I'm going to kick it over to Glenn. Glenn, chime in for me, please. The matchup is from New Japan. Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. taking on the Royal Brothers. Glenn... What say ye? The Royal Brothers, fresh off their devastating defeat to the Brothers of Destruction, faced Taishi and Zack Sabre Jr. Taishi starts against Vic Faulkner. A hard-hitting start sees Taishi get the upper hand over Vic. Eventually, Burt Roll gets tagged in and lays into Taishi, who then goes to tag him Zack Sabre Jr. But Zack jumps down and walks away from the ring up the ramp where he cuts in a promo saying that he can't compete against his boyhood heroes. Taichi chases after him. The referee counts to 10, giving the Royals a count-out win. Glenn, <clears throat> I love you so much. I love that not only did you chime in with a hot tag, you did some joy of booking of your own, and it was beautiful. Because not only... <clears throat> Was it, did it make total sense and give us uh, the perfect thing we need for this part of the tournament? But also now, my Battle Royal has an interesting angle in which Tai Chi and Zack Sabre are going to be in it together. Uh, will they be taking each other out? Uh, will there be any interaction? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Thank you again to Glenn. <clears throat> now, he didn't send me a hot tag for, because we're going to do the third round, 10 Cozy versus the Royal Brothers. I'm going to be on my own for that one, buddy. Uh, the Golden Boys, Regal and Brookside, if I remember correctly, uh, taking on Kevin Steen and El Generico. 
Now that's a tricky one. Tricky one, tricky one, tricky one. Uh, making sure it is, yeah, it is total regal in Brookside. Now Glenn may have been doing some, uh, playing some chess here. Did he not do a hot tag for that one? Because he thought the answer was obvious. Did he not do a hot tag for that one because maybe Steen and Generico should win? Or did he not do a hot tag for that one because he knows William Regal is involved? And, uh, yeah, he has a pretty good hunch that it's going to be hard for me, even though I like Kevin Owens very, very much. It's going to be hard for me to go against uh, the Golden Boys. And, you know, rule number one of the tag tournament, it's been this way ever since the beginning, named versus unnamed. So I am giving the Royal Brothers the win, Kevin Steen and Al Generico into the Battle Royal. Final matchup, you know, Jeremy, again, he's a busy man. He's got kids. He's got... uh, you know, he's a dance teacher from what I'm hearing. He, he's, he's a former Rockette, if the, what I saw was true online. Uh, but it's the Orient Express versus Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner. And we just talked about how rule number one says named versus unnamed. However, wanted to give him like a, just a momentary pause. Uh, however, the answer, I believe, is clearly Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner. However... That sets up a third-round match. Eddie and Rick versus the Golden Boys. It's the piece of business hosts at each other with one of Glenn's top teams versus one of Jeremy's top teams. We will have to see where I go when we get to that third round. It's going to be a long episode, folks. Buckle in. I need to put Tanaka and Sato... I believe there was Kato and Sato. We're going to go with Sato because Kato might have some weird connotations to it. We're done with page one, everyone. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll try to. I don't want to rush, but we'll try to, you know, keep things going. And I should stop eating pretzels onto the microphone. Page 26. The team of Scorpio and the Sandman taking on the Golden Lovers of Omega and Ibushi. I watched AEW all week, watched Elevation, watched Dark, watched Dynamite, watched Rampage. They're good. They're not great, but they're good. It was entertaining the entire time. Um, And just knowing that this forbidden door is open, does Ibushi show up at some point? Does Okada show up at some point? What a crazy world we live in. Golden Lovers get the win. Scorpio and Sandman into the Battle Royal. Now, Two Cold Scorpio won the last Battle Royal we did, which was uh, pages 17 through 24 into the third round. He won it for his team of him and Marcus Bagwell. Can Lightning strike twice? Can he win two consecutive Battle Royals? We will have to wait and see. My man Regal's showing up again. Tajiri and Regal taking on the Hells Angels. With apologies to Glenn, I don't remember who the Hells Angels were, and that's another one of the rules, is if I can't name them, uh, I don't think that they kind of fit here, although I do have to look them up now because I have to put them in the um, Battle Royal. Not California. 
Hells Angels. I'm assuming these are Hells Angels in the UK, right? UK, Hells Angels Wrestling Tag Team. Let's see here. Oh, it's Adrian Street. That seems familiar. Uh, let's see here. Bobby Barnes and Adrian Street, right? Yeah, okay. That seems right. We're going to go with that. Adrian Street and Bobby Barnes. I apologize that I didn't memorize all the hot tags. Um, <clears throat> we had a little bit of chicanery with this one. Chronic was in, then it was out. Diamonds in the Rough versus Pretty Wonderful. You know, David Young's pretty good, but Pretty Wonderful was pretty wonderful. Obviously. See what I did there? You see it. Uh, so, Diamonds in the Rough, TNA. I think that's what? Simon Diamond? Why are you showing me? Oh, I forgot to put TNA. Haha, <laughs> that's why. Stable. Simon Diamond and David Young, I believe, is what we're going with here. Or was it Diamond and Skipper? It wasn't Triton. Oh my god, Triton. I have not thought about Triton in a decade. So, yeah, David Young. I'm looking at here, looking at here. Yeah, we're going with Di David Diamond and Young. My goodness, I can't talk today. Simon Diamond, David Young. Diamond's in the rough. Loses to Pretty Wonderful, which is the right answer. Uh, this matchup would be good. TM61, The Mighty Don't Kneel, Nick Miller and Shane Thorne versus The Headbangers. Um, Miller and Thorne were good. Didn't really get the chance to to shine. I wonder if, if they had come around a little later and could have been part of NXT UK, I think they would have had a better success record. Shane Thorne versus Tyler Bate. Are you kidding me? Take my money. Uh, and The Headbangers are former tag champs a couple times. So they, they win. So Nick Miller and Shane Thorne into the Battle Royal. Page 27. Kevin Sullivan and the Tasmaniac versus Strike Force. Brandon Banks gave us a hot tag for Strike Force. They have a team name, and they were a good team, and, that, and the breakup led to a good story. So they will win over Kevin Sullivan and the Tasmaniac. Here's Chronic. Chronic had replaced... Where are they? Oh, that's right. They were going to lose. I don't remember how this... How did this happen? They had gotten written in. That was it. They had gotten written in to uh, the second round at some point along the way. I had wanted them to still be in the tournament, but then they had lost. Now they're taking on Rollins and Murphy. And as much as I like Rollins and Murphy, Chronic is the better team. So Seth Rollins into the Battle Royal, along with Buddy Matthews, no relation, formerly known as Buddy Murphy. Primo and Epico versus the Calamari Catch Kings, CCK. I remember liking what I heard from Glenn's hot tag on CCK. So we will give it to them, putting the Colognes into the Battle Royal. And then we have the team of Yuji Nagata and Manabu Nakanishi both great New Japan talents, taking on the Heel Smoking Guns with Sonny. And the Heel Smoking Guns were great. Sonny, to my teenage self, was great. So I am giving the win to the Smoking Guns. So Nagata, I'm not even going to put their last names in. 
because that's just wasting time and Nakanishi. All right, we have one more uh, f group of four to do, and then we'll have our first battle royal. I know you're looking forward to that. The WCW Public Enemy taking on Boogie Nights. Oh, WCW Saturday Night Rides again. Uh, as much as we love the disco and Alex Wright, Public Enemy was better. Not at dancing, but better. So Disco Inferno and Alex Wright into the Battle Royal. Another WCW matchup. Uh, Big Vito and Johnny the Bull taking on Kidman and Rey Mysterio from the Filthy Animals. Uh, Kidman and Mysterio were a great team. So we can't go against them. Big Vito and Johnny the Bull into the Battle Royal. It's, it's almost like an episode of Nitro, isn't it? Uh, Kane and X-Pac taking on the Extreme Horsemen, C.W. Anderson and Simon Diamond in the tournament twice. I love Simon Diamond. Uh, but again, can't beat Kane and X-Pac. So Simon Diamond's going to be in this battle royal twice with C.W. Anderson. So that's good because I would love Simon Diamond to win. I am a Simon Diamond fan. I really am. And then, oh, this matchup would be great. We talked about it on an earlier episode. The Gangsters taking on right to censor. Oh, what a match that would be. What a series of matches. The promos, the, oh, it would be fantastic. Uh, and the Gangsters would win. Against right to censor. So that's the good father and bull Buchanan. All right. So now that we have our 32 entrants. We are going to highlight them all. We are going to redact everything so that we can't see. We don't know who is who and where is where. We randomize once. We randomize twice. We randomize a third time. And then we go to random.org to pick a number, 1 through 32. We shall start in cell 27. And then we pick another number, 1 through 10,000. Odd, we go up the list. Even, we go down. The number is 5,441, so we will be going up. So let me get myself settled to the 27th name on the list. And we are going up. So our first person eliminated is, wow, Kevin Sullivan. He is out. And if you're just joining us, I don't imagine you are, but just as a reminder to those who are, um, this is a single elimination battle royal, which means that Taz is still in it. Kevin Sullivan's out, but both members of the tag team need to be eliminated in order for a team to be gone. So Kevin Sullivan is out, followed by Johnny the Bull. There goes Zack Sabre. Did Chai Chi eliminate him? I'm guessing so. Scorpio is out. He will not win two battle royals in a row. Sorry, Scorpio. There goes Kevin Steen. Primo and Epico back-to-back -back eliminated. There goes Tai Chi. I imagine Zack Sabre helped pull him out from the floor. We would get a little Zack Sabre-Tai Chi feud out of this, which would be good. Simon Diamond of the Extreme Horseman is out. The other Simon Diamond remains. But there goes David Young from Diamonds in the Rough. Interesting. Eliminated next to each other. Were they eliminated together somehow? Maybe. Was it just happenstance? Probably not. 
Sato of the Orient Express is out, followed by Tanaka. Orient Express eliminated consecutively. Alex Wright of the Boogie Nights is eliminated, but your favorite and mine, the Disco Inferno, still lives. Yuji Nagata is out. There goes Al Generico. His team is done. Shane Thorne of the Mighty 61, TM61, is out. There goes Bull Buchanan. C.W. Anderson is out. The Extreme Horsemen are done. Nick Miller is out from TM61. There goes the good father. Goodbye, right to censor. Sandman is out. Simon Diamond is eliminated from Diamonds in the Rough. He had two chances, but he will not be our winner. Tasmaniac is out. He lasted quite a while. Eli Blue of the Blue Brothers is out. Followed by his brother Jacob, another team eliminated consecutively. That happens much more often than I would expect. Big Vito is out. There goes Seth Rollins, but Buddy Matthews, no relation. Murphy is still in. Back down to the bottom. We only have a few names left. Up. There goes Buddy Matthews, no relation. Murphy, he's eliminated. I believe that leads us. Are we down to our final four? I think so. Final four. Nakanishi is out. Adrian Street is out. Oh, both Hells Angels are still in. But there goes Adrian Street. Disco Inferno, the final person eliminated, which means our winner. Glenn will be delighted to know that the winner of this Battle Royal, winning it for his team, is from the Hells Angels, Bobby Barnes. So, Hells Angels win, probably teaming up somehow to take out Disco Inferno. I imagine Disco tried to get them dancing in some way. But it did not work out. Hell's Angels win. That worked out very nicely. Let us turn to the next few rounds. Let's get another Battle Royal going. The New Rockers taking on the North. Oh, the North is good. I've only seen one or two uh, matches. And Josh Alexander is going to be a big deal. You mark my words. But there's Leif Cassidy and Marty Janetti. The Truth Commission versus the original Midnight Express. I think, of course, we have to give that to the original Midnights. So that means the Truth Commission, so Recon and Sniper. One of them was also Bull Buchanan. They're out. Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez taking on Alistair Black and Ricochet. Oh, that would be a good match. I would enjoy that match. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Chavo and Hernandez. If I remember correctly, they were a team longer than Alistair Black and Ricochet were. Alistair Black, Ricochet. The Killer Elite Squad versus the West Texas Rednecks. That would also be an entertaining match. That's a tag team hoss fight right there. D.H. Smith or Harry Smith and... uh, Davy Boy Jr. and Lance Archer versus Bobby Duncombe and Barry Windham or whichever two members you'd go with. You could even throw Kurt Henning in there. But I'm giving the win to the Killer Elite Squad. So I want to look up very quickly which uh, of the Texas Rednecks were the team because they were a stable. Oh, it was the Windhams, Barry and Kendall. So we will assume for the purposes of today's episode – We will assume, since Barry and Kendall won the tag titles, we will assume that they would have been the ones represented, which would make it a four-man hoss fight. Killer Elite Squad still wins. 
Oh, this matchup would be entertaining. The Spirit Squad versus Rhythm and Blues. Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine with dark hair and a guitar. Uh, the Spirit Squad was good. You know what? The Spirit Squad worked at, as a gimmick. I'm not saying they're Hall of Famers, but I'm not saying they're not Hall of Famers. Um, so I'm giving them the win. Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine into the Battle Royal. Awesome Truth versus Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. Lethal and Gresham are probably the better team, but Awesome Truth main evented some pay-per-views and were a really big deal in WWE, so we'll give it to them. Gallus versus Jericho. Oh, that's good. That's a good match right there. Uh, I don't want to spend all my time looking up things. I don't want to spend my time looking up how often... uh, Jericho were tag champions. What I will say, Gallus has existed for quite a while. Gallus, the the Coffee Brothers and Wolfgang, has been a stable now in NXT UK for at least a couple years, maybe even since the inception of NXT UK or very soon. So I'm going to say, since it's my tournament, I'm going to give the win to to Gallus. Chris Jericho and the Big Show in the Battle Royal. And it's time for our final hot tag. We turn once again to Glenn, who I'm assuming has booked for us the Big Boss Man and Ken Shamrock versus the London Riots. Big Boss Man and Ken Shamrock versus the London Riots. Four guys that just want to kill their opponents is a match I would love to have seen. But by the rules of the tournament, the London Riots get the win. A, they have a name. B, they have won multiple titles as opposed to Shamrock and Big Boss Man's one. And the Big Boss Man and Shamrock didn't last long compared to the five years the London Riots were arguably the UK's top tag team. All right there, Glenn. Thank you once again for chiming in and sharing your wisdom with us. Uh, Thank you for using the rules of the tournament um, as part of your evidence. And also, uh, thanks for giving me a great answer and being just, I mean it sincerely, we just saw each other's faces for the first time a few weeks ago. You are truly one of the best people I know. Uh, So we'll give the London Riots the win. We're not going to argue with Armbar Abbott. Big Boss Man and Ken Shamrock are into the battle royal. Page 31. (laughs) The Mean Street Posse taking on the team of Nick Bockwinkle and Ray Stevens. And yes, the rules do state that named is better than unnamed, but in this case, I don't think we can go with that. However, we will do something that we did back with the Young Dragons. I am putting Rodney and Pete Gass and Joey Abs into this battle royal. All three members of the Mean Street Posse will be a part of the battle royal. Uh, Chris Jericho and Christian taking on Air Boom. I missed all of this. My lost years. I missed Jericho and Christian as a team. I missed Air Boom as a team. I'm going with Air Boom. Falling back to my traditional named versus unnamed. Uh, Chris Jericho will be in this battle royal twice. Part with 
uh, Jericho and part with Christian. So we will see if that is enough for him to win. Uh, Harlem Heat, early days of Harlem Heat. Kane and Cole, Harlem Heat. Taking on the Bushwhackers, I am giving it to the Bushwhackers. I've never wanted anyone, I've never wanted anyone to lick my head. But the Bushwhackers were entertaining. So Kane, making sure I make a note that that's Harlem Heat, not thinking that Kane, you know, now the mayor is in this battle royal. And then Gold Dust and Stardust versus Aussie Open. I just said that Glenn was the best of us, and I mean it. But I can't remember who Aussie Open is. And if I look, it just is giving, you know, it kind of ruins it, doesn't it? If I go look and read about Aussie Open, doesn't it kind of ruin the nature of the tournament? So... They are named. Goldust and Stardust were not named. I suppose that is true. And I will look it up because it's not like Goldust and Stardust were amazing. You know what I mean? It's not like they were fantastic. Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis, Aussie Open. Let me see how many titles they've won. Uh, Titles. Thank you. Cage match. Okay. Progress. Defiant. Attack. So a lot of stables with, or a lot of promotions that just have one name in all capital letters. Uh, Rev Pro, WXW, I've heard of all of these. So I suppose we will go with Aussie Open. It does kind of ruin it, but at the same time, I would rather do that than be wrong. And as much as I love Goldust, and as much as I love the Stardust character, even though I'm not wild about Cody Rhodes... Uh, I think Aussie Open is the right answer. Our last page here. The Brain Busters versus Gable and Benjamin. There is no doubt in my mind that Arn and Tully win that. Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin into the Battle Royal. That match would be fantastic, by the way. Fantastic. Like 30-minute. They would probably have a couple of 30-minute draws before it became. But that match would be so good. Arn and Tully versus Gable and Benjamin, so, so good. Uh, the Masters of the Powerbomb versus the Basham Brothers. Sorry, Doug. Sorry, Danny. You do not beat the Masters of the Powerbomb. The Bolsheviks versus the Von Erichs. These are the MLW Von Erichs, if I remember correctly. The Von Erichs had lost to Imperium. They're taking on another foreign foe. And this time, they come out on top, defeating the Bolsheviks, so Nikolai Volkov and Boris Zukov in the Battle Royal. And our final second round match of the day, remember we're going to do a whole third round, Uh, the Sumerian Death Squad versus the Super Destroyers, that is obviously the Sumerian Death Squad. So Bill Irwin and what was his brother's name? Todd? Scott. (laughs) Scott Irwin. All right. So we have a 33-person battle royal here because I am including all three members of the Mean Street Posse because it's my tournament 
and I can do what I want. And we have some big names. You know, I have noticed that the longer we do these, the bigger names come out. So once again, 1 through 33, we're starting with 26 this time. We started with 27 the last time. And this time, we will go up again due to our random number generator. So the first person eliminated, heartbreaking for me, is Gold Dust. Uh, at least it did my heart good to see him do well in his match with Malachi Black at AEW Dynamite. I agree with the fans there in the arena. Yes, he does still got it. Goldust is the first person eliminated, followed by Rodney. Uh-oh. <laughs> mean Street Posse's not doing well if one of them's the first person out. There goes Bill Irwin, Jonathan Gresham. Not a Battle Royal is not Jonathan Gresham's strong suit. There goes Leaf Cassidy. By the way, props to Al Snow for saving that kid. Good for you, Al Snow. Uh, Barry Windham is out. Kendall Windham is out. Another team, 1-2. Goodbye, West Texas Rednecks. There goes the big show. Joey Abs is out. Pete Gass, it's up to you. You must save the day, Pete Gass. Chad Gable is out. Greg Valentine. Ken Shamrock. Jay Lethal, that team's eliminated. There goes Alistair Black. There goes Pete Gass. They had three chances to win, and they were eliminated in the first, like, 15 people. There goes Kane of Harlem Heat. Sniper of the Truth Commission. I think that's the other one. I think Recon was Bill Buchanan. There goes Christian, and there goes Chris Jericho from Jericho Show. So Jericho Show is out, but Chris Jericho, while teaming with Christian, still part of it. There goes the big boss man. There goes Marty Jannetty. Honky Tonk Man is out. Recon is out. A lot of teams just eliminated right there, right in a row. Shelton Benjamin, there's another one. Ricochet, there's another one. Danny Basham. Doug Basham is still alive. We go back to the bottom here. Of the list, Boris Zukov is out. Nikolai Volkov is still in, I believe. Doug Basham is out. There goes Jericho with Christian. He's out. We're down to our final four. Scott Irwin, eliminated. Stardust, good for you, eliminated. Cole is out, which means the winner. Good for you. I like this guy. The winner, Nikolai Volkov, winning for the Bolsheviks. There would be a Russian national anthem sung after this battle royal, and I would be proud to stand and salute it. Um, and once again, both Bolsheviks managed to make it to like the final six or seven people, which is usually a good sign when you want to win a tag team battle royal. So Hells Angels won the first one. The Bolsheviks win the second. We have more to go, friends. I hope you packed a snack. Uh, we need to do... Another round of uh, tournament and have one more battle royal before we're allowed to say goodnight, Gracie. Ten Cozy versus the Royal Brothers. We give it to the Royals. So Tenzan and Kojima into the battle royal. The Golden Boys versus Eddie Gilbert and Rick Steiner. The Battle of Glenn and Jeremy. If I didn't have a battle royal to do, I would tell these two they have to debate it on the next piece of business podcast and get back to me, but I do have a battle royal to do, so I need to make a decision while I chew this pretzel with chocolate hummus. Regal wins.
When you can go with Regal, you go with Regal. So apologies to Eddie Gilbert. I know you're great. Apologies to Rick Steiner. I know you're great. But Regal and Brookside shall win. So the final two teams on page 25 who will await the semifinal losers are the Royal Brothers and the Golden Boys, an all-UK page. Page 26. The Golden Lovers versus Tajiri and, once again, William Regal. Now, I know I just said that when you can go with Regal, you go with Regal. But now they're facing the Golden Lovers. So it's a former Golden Boy going up against the Golden Lovers. So we're going with Regal again. I don't even care. I don't like Kenny Omega all that much, if I'm being honest. I think he's a bit of a dink. So Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi into the Battle Royal. Pretty wonderful versus the Headbangers. I would watch this match. I would give you $5 to watch this match. Uh, And the Headbangers were great and all, but the theme song for Mr. Wonderful is what's winning the day for me. So Mosh and Thrasher into the Battle Royal. Strike Force versus Chronic. Another very good match. Size difference, speed versus power. <sighs> Tricky. I'm going with Chronic, and I'm assuming Martel is once again going to turn on Santana, which is how Chronic wins. So Tito Santana and Rick Martel into the Battle Royal. I will give the Calamari Catch Kings the win over the Smoking Guns, even with Sonny. So Billy and Bart into the Battle Royal. Public Enemy, the WCW version, will lose to Kidman and Mysterio, which I really thought was one of the better teams I saw in WCW. Johnny Grunge, Rocco Rock. Kane and X-Pac versus the Gangsters. Ooh, another good one. I'm going with the Gangsters. You know what? The Gangsters were good. And while they did split up, it wasn't a major story, and they may have reteamed afterwards. Kane and X-Pac were good, but the whole story with them eventually was the breakup. So I'm giving the gangsters the win. The North will defeat the original Midnight Express, uh, mainly because I like the North, and the Midnight Express is in this tournament much too often. There's too many versions of the Midnight Express. We get it. They're great. But this version here, this Norvell Austin version, um, I think they can... I think they can go. We're going we're gonna to say this is, do I want to put Norvell Austin in there, or do I go with Dennis Condry and Randy Rose? I think we go with Condry and Rose. So Condry and Randy Rose into the Battle Royal. The Killer Elite Squad will defeat Chavo and Hernandez. Spirit Squad versus Awesome Truth. You know what? I'm going with the Spirit Squad. Because if I didn't, I'd have to put all five of them into the Battle Royal. And I don't want to do that. Um, plus, they were really good. I, I liked the Spirit Squad. It was fun watching them get beat up. It was fun watching the thing where they all grab the guy, lift him in the air like a parachute, and drop him on the ground. Gallus versus the London Riots. We'll go with the London Riots. We trust Glenn. That's always how it works. We trust Glenn, Mark Coffey, and Wolfgang into the Battle Royal. Bachwinkle and Stevens will defeat Air Boom. 
So Bourne and Kingston into the Battle Royal. And I will have Aussie open once again. Trust Glenn. Defeat the Bushwhackers. Butch and Luke. And our final set of matchups. The Masters of the Powerbomb did a great job. They beat TJP in Fallaball. They beat the Bashams. Um, but they are not going to beat Arn and Tully. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. So Sid and Vader into the Battle Royal. And I will have the Von Eriks from MLW defeat to the Sumerian Death Squad, partially because I know the Sumerian Death Squad includes Tommy End. I don't remember who the other person is. And that has always been one of the rules. Michael Dante. Don't know who that is. All right. You know the drill. We've been doing this long enough. You know what's about to happen. People are being redacted. Ranges are being randomized once, twice, three times. We are choosing a number. We're going with eight. And we are going down this time. We shall go down. So, our final battle royal. The final battle royal, perhaps, of this entire uh, season. Because once we get beyond here, we're doing the semifinal matchups. And then we have more consolation matchups. I have all the pages kind of written down. I used great handwriting, I must say. Um, so, I feel like this might be it for battle royals. Our first person eliminated... Heartbreak upon heartbreak. Why do they do this to me? Goodbye, Billy Gunn. I'll miss you. You're the first one eliminated. Uh, Billy Gunn's out. There goes Rocco Rock. Sid is eliminated. Go with the big guys first. There goes Hernandez. Randy Rose is out. The Miz is out. X-Pac. Tito. Eddie Gilbert. Sorry, Jeremy. Kota Ibushi. Sorry, Brandon. Butch of the Bushwhackers. Sorry to anyone who likes Butch of the Bushwhackers. Michael Dante. Sorry, Glenn. Dennis Condry. Really sorry, Jeremy. Midnight Express is out. Mosh is eliminated. Chavo is eliminated. Kofi Kingston is out. Thrasher is out. Farewell, Headbangers. There goes Kane. Kenny Omega is out. I'm sorry, Brandon, again. Your golden lovers are done. Wolfgang is out. Tommy End is gone. Farewell, Sumerian Death Squad. The Bushwhackers eliminated. There goes Luke. Rick Steiner is eliminated. Johnny Grunge is out. Evan Bourne is out. Bart Gunn is still in this, folks. What sort of weird alternate universe are we living in? Bart Gunn's still in it. There's only like seven people left. Vader is out. Masters of the Powerbomb are done. Tenzon is out. I believe Tenkozy was both still in. But then there goes Kojima. So Tenkozy eliminated consecutively. There's down to four. Bart Gunn's still one of them. Our truth is out. Mark Coffey is out. Rick Martell is out. The winner of the Battle Royal. His brother, quote unquote, was eliminated first. He survived everyone else. What a way to end these Battle Royals. Uh, sing it to the high heavens. The brawl for all king. Bart Gunn wins the final battle royal at least for this episode and possibly for the entire thing what a way to end our final four were our truth 
Mark Coffey, Rick Martell, and Bart Garn outlasted them all. Good for you, Bart Gunn. Good for you, everyone. These are fun. So in our next episode, I have here, if I flip past the double losers tournaments and battle royals and all of that, I open up. I've got a page on the left. I've got a page on the right. On the right-hand side, on this page, I have one, two, three, four. The first four pages of brackets, the final four teams. So, New Age Outlaws versus Varsity Club, Legacy versus Owen Hart and Yokozuna. Those are the page ones. On the other side, so I don't have to flip pages, we have the uh, last two teams, the Superpowers, Dusty and Nikita, and the Islanders. Whoever wins the first semifinal match advances to the final per the page. Loser goes into the consolations to take on one of those two teams, and we continue. I will finish writing out those pages, and in our next episode, we will get down to the nitty-gritty we have. Let's see here. Let's do some. Let's see if I can do math. Um, we have four teams per page. There are 32 pages. So four times 30 is 120. Four times two is eight. So we have 128 of them. And then for the constellations, we have two per page. So that's 64. So 128 plus 64 is 192. 128 plus 64. Yes, we are down to the top 192 teams. And when our next episode, we'll start eliminating even more. I'm very excited to see where this goes. The light's at the end of the tunnel, friends. I hope you've enjoyed the ride. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Have yourself a fantabulous day, and I will see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking. <laughs>